Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by the brilliant DJ producer, Max Tyler. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Just, just getting on. I think, I think everyone's at that point where, where you know, we're just about there, but we're also on the tipping point of right. I've had enough. Yeah. So I think. I, I think. Do you not think as well? Like, I don't, and obviously, we'd launch you straight into this now because you've brought yeah. it up. But this lockdown seems to be a lot harder than the first. Yeah, I've everyone everyone's said that, haven't they? But it's like you would you would think a load of people say it, and then you to go. Do you know I don't agree, but I think m- most people agree on that. Yeah, I think cause I it's mean, kind of it's... like the novelty of it all now. Like it's like you know the first one, it was like working from home. It was a bit like oh, you know this is new, and then yeah. you know the from like my point of view, like the podcast started taking off, and then it was like oh, it's really exciting. I don't know what's going to happen, but now yeah. it's like the novelty's like worn off and I'm like, oh, well, um, what, what do I do right. now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, I, I think that's with everyone really. I think at the first lockdown was kind of like, um, oh, this is cool. Actually you're going to get, get to spend a bit of time at home and yeah. it's something new, but it's a bit annoying, but I, I reckon we, we, we can, uh, you know, we can stay it out. Uh, but, and then it gets to the third one and everyone's like, right now we know the routine. It's getting a bit boring. There's nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing, nothing new. 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I, it's, as I said to you before, I think it's getting better. I think positive news. You keep keeping positive, and uh, the one thing that I've been kind of saying is that uh, when you when I get annoyed and when I get frustrated about you know being in lockdown, I just think yeah. for to the longer we are in lockdown, the better the time is we're gonna have. Like the bigger bloody parties we're gonna have when we get Ooh. out. Do you know that is that's what I think you're the first person who I've actually spoken to who has that kind of like outlook. So that yeah. is because didn't they? I think I saw somewhere that it's going to be like very similar to like the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, my so, dad was saying that. Like I'm ready yeah. with like my top hat and like my monocle. Like exactly. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Just a load, of, just a load of alcohol and music, and oh. a load of people. It, that's what I've been saying. Everyone, everyone who's been saying to me. Um, oh God's sake! I can't can't wait till we're out of lockdown. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just I just say to them, just think the longer we're 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 you know we're in lockdown, the bigger yeah. the party it's going to be because the the more time we would have spent not seeing it anybody. So that's, no, I, that's my outlook. That. I didn't realize how much of a hugger I am as well. <laughs> like that joke, really? It sounds really sad. Like, I just want I just want a hug. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It was such a normal thing to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was such a normal thing. It was such a normal thing. Now everyone's like, oh shit, I really needed a hug. Yeah. But, it's quite yeah. sad. But you know, I'm I'm not afraid to say yeah. it. You know, we're two good two guys talking about emotions. It's you know, yeah, breaking the stigma exactly. and all that. Yeah. If I hold my pillow to sleep, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so do I. So with being locked down to be fair like we normally start with like the weekly waffle which is something that's kind of annoyed us but i feel like we've just kind of done that in a nutshell and i kind of yeah, really keep it positive you know keep sure. it light i want to talk about your journey i mean i'm familiar with your story you know we've connected like a few times now but it's kind of like i don't want to say overnight success because i don't like that because obviously there is a lot of hard work and patience that goes into like what you do but like for yeah. people who don't know who you are, like who are you? <laughs> so yeah, great question. Um, really good question. So basically, about uh, I'd say two years ago, um, you know, as 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 every kind of oh, because I'm 17 now, I'm going to be 18. That's kind of every 15, 16, 16, 16 year old does. You know, that your dad sits you down and or you just have a chat and you're like, what do you actually want to do and blah 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 and I remember 15 years old and yeah. um, just on Instagram and on YouTube and, and seeing these DJs perform in front of these massive crowds of just like thousands of thousands of people with incredible music, music that like would give me goosebumps, music that would make me yeah. think of like, I want to be there. I want to, I want to do that. And then I didn't know at all how I was going to go about doing it. So over that summer, um, two years ago, I kind of grew a passion for wanting to get involved as much as I can. And there's a local DJ in that rear, um, which my family have used kind of over the over the years for parties and events. Yeah. And I went uh, I went along with him and helped on one of the gigs that he uh, had done, which was a school kind of party event. And he and he showed me a couple of the tips and tricks, a couple of the effects that you do. So no real mixing because I didn't I didn't have a clue yeah um and came back that night at like two in the morning he dropped me off and i was buzzing absolutely buzzing <laughs> i was like that's so cool i've just dj'd obviously have not um so over the course they, of that they summer, don't need to know that 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just give the crowd what they want. Um, but yeah, so uh, over the course of that summer, I kind of helped in a bit, not masses at all, because I still, you know, didn't have much idea of what, what the hell I was doing. Because, uh, you know, I'd look at a pair of decks and I think the funny thing now is that I know it back to the back of my hand now, but people who look at them go, I wouldn't know where to start. And I think there that's kind of, of the same with on them. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is, there is. And it does take, it did take me, it did take me a while. Um, but fast forward to June next year, I got my first set of decks, which was um, really nice. My parents gave those to me. That was for my 16th birthday. Um, so by this time, by the time we, you know, went into lockdown in, um, uh, what was it? May, 2020. Yeah. I'd got my decks June, 2019. My math is probably all over the place, but June 2019, <laughs> that's right. I turned 16. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, because I turned 17 last year, right? And um, so I got my first set of decks and I was obviously ecstatic and um, spent day and night. Uh, I, kind of, I looked at a couple of YouTube videos, but I, 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 I tell you, you not know, only one or two. Like, I had been, I'd been taught and shown and I'd seen, mostly seen and observing this guy, Andy yeah. Saunders. I just watched him do all this thing and how he would load a track in and, and then it would slowly, slowly start to sink in. So I remember just playing around with the buttons. I did like a family party gig, um, didn't, still didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, went on holiday, managed to get on the decks there, still didn't have a clue what I was doing. I, could, I still couldn't mix. I was just using effects. Yeah. Um, and I kept on learning, kept on learning, kept on learning. And then uh, I did like a house dance for my for my um, for my school, which was which was obviously amazing for me. I was like, wow, I've actually just done a mix, yeah. and um, started doing that. Um, so I kind of had the basics. I kind of knew what to do. Um, still didn't know how to do it properly though. It was just really rough. But it all came from teaching myself and being obsessed with getting it right and getting perfect. And I, and I, you know, I had no idea how I was gonna get a following or uh, or an audience like um like i'm really fortunate to have have now yeah. um so basically in long story short in when we started lockdown uh, we're lucky to be in connection with chris moyles who's um a good kind of family friendish and this is um, insane this is the bit he, that i was he, just like what he he saw me at a um we were all going to kind of a big group of friends and he saw me at a christmas party before we went into lockdown and he spoke to my dad and he said oh, you know he's all right maybe we should just see where this goes then fast forward to lockdown when he was doing the lockdown sets i came up to my room i i saw he was doing these sets and i put together i've got the notepad actually today of the set that first kind of kicked off and oh, yeah. I just wrote down a load of songs, wrote down the BPM, wrote down what I need to do, when I'm going to change it in, just in case anything ever happened. And I sent his girlfriend a message saying, uh, is there any chance Chris could kind of, you know, maybe mention me after his set? I'm going to, because before that I was doing break time raves uh, on Instagram Live <laughs> with, my phone, with my phone stood up there going out the microphone just going quiet and I had about three people watching and then uh on the Friday midway through his set he goes there's something to tell you my mate Max Tyler and I was like oh my what the you know <laughs> and he was like um he's gonna follow after me I'll tell you more about him later and then he carried on and I was like shit right this is this is serious <laughs> so now. yeah I had, I had a mate round yeah to go home 
um and then uh, i was like seriously this is this is this is serious stuff um so came up to my room got everything ready and literally uh this thing that's next to me now this wardrobe um kind of desk thing put the decks on there got my party lights on and before i would be pressed live in the wait wait and then it would because it took so long for people to come on it would say we're yeah. telling your followers you're coming live i think i had about 700 followers or whatever um and then press live 28 people came on straight away and you can see the excitement in my face i'm like oh my god 28 people that's amazing <laughs> and then it goes 50 70 and then it just went 180 400 800 1400 1800 oh people god. and do you know like i can't describe the feeling because it I was, was say, so what was going through your head what watching those i managed like... to, i managed to keep keep calm somehow what I'd done before is that I'd found a song, which basically on the decks, you can loop it. So a four yeah. beat, it just, and you can loop it and then exit it. So it makes an effect. So I'd loop this thing and I was like, and you can, you can look in the, 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 the video. It's like, oh, hi, I'm Max Tyler. Great. Yeah. Great set from Chris. I don't, and I literally couldn't speak <laughs> and I exited it and I went, let's go. Bam, 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 bam. And I remembered the song was always by Ellie Brown. And, um, it just, and then from then, I don't think, I think I made a couple of cock-ups, but I managed to style it out and just carry on, carry on and carry on, carry on. And it was unreal. And then it got off my phone and I was at like 2000 followers and I was obviously like, whoa, messaging, <laughs> all, my, messaging all my friends. I FaceTime Chris afterwards. I was like, oh, what the hell's just happened? And he was like, wow, it's brilliant. This is great. And, um, and then from there on, I, I, I got some better kit to, to make the sound better. Yeah. Um, and then it, and then I was, Chris was plastering me all over ra- the radio at Radio X. And then Kiss FM, like Majestic, started following me and um, gave me a shout names. out, however. It was unreal. It was so weird. And I was like, this is literally, I've got to make the, the most of this, this situation. And then, um, yeah, from there on, it kind of really just slowly slowly tumbled into a, a seven seven to eight slot with Chris yeah. and eight to nine with me mate it's yeah. on a, do you know what though I love so much about this story is that we, we've talked about quite a lot on the show recently and it's about the consistency like you found like a passion and what was a hobby then turned into like a real passion and then it was like wow okay then it turned into like a talent and then now, you know, you're getting the rewards of all the hard work and graft that you're putting in. Like, I absolutely, I love hearing about like stories like this because it gives me that like real like fire in my belly. And it, it just goes to show like with that consistency and kind of like trusting yourself, you can do anything. Like you can do anything. Oh, definitely. Quite a lot of people that listen to this show that, you know, I know for a fact that they struggle with like their confidence or you know they're scared to kind of get out of their comfort zone but stories like yours especially from like I'm not going to bring the age thing into it but like even like at your age I mean I didn't know what I wanted to do till I was like well until I've turned 30 and I literally accidentally started doing this and now it's turning to career so like to have that confidence is like no this is what I'm going to do at your age is phenomenal mate and I'm so excited to see like where it goes next oh thank you so much yeah it's it's, and grows and you're speaking about the confidence thing and you know it's not like i'm some sort of 
like superhuman no one is but yeah. you know i i really struggle with confidence and um uh just like I'm, I'm a confident person i can speak to people and um you know that all that side's all that side's yeah. fine i'm per- very personable i love meeting new people um but you know the schoolwork thing i was never really amazing at school i yeah. never really kind of knuckled down as much as i could have and i think i'll always regret that really um because yeah. the education that my parents have given me um you know it, it it kind of it kind of means that I've I haven't wasted it, but I couldn't I, I could have worked harder one hundred percent. And after years of like that having that and not really breaking the cycle and you know being bad at maths or you know not being good at sport, which I am now I'm now playing a load of sport and I was yeah. this was back back in like when I was like eleven, twelve, whatever, and ten years mm. old. Um, you know, music was the one thing that I really really excelled at, yeah. in, in, apart from anything. Um school was fine i could do i could do if i better if i tried like english i was good at i was good at speaking maths absolutely dog at I don't, um yeah I'm, but I'm it, i just don't that. get it either <laughs> um but yeah and then music i just i played piano i, I did singing uh, my singing grades i've just done my grade eight and singing so music was a one big passion that was like really really burning and then it, it gave me the chance to kind of explore it in so many different ways so the music production sides which we can touch on later or the DJing or the songwriting or whatever but music was kind of an escape in a way I suppose yeah Um, but it it did it did give it did give me that confidence because people were going wow this this kid's actually really good and hearing like you're actually really really good actually motivates you funny enough Um, but yeah it makes you feel great and um, but you can see that's... how good it is. Like, I mean, I messaged you the day and said, like, I was, I think I was doing like housework or something. I had my headphones in, and I had one of your your sets on. I put like Instagram, your Instagram videos on, and that was me then for like a good like thirty minutes. I've just yeah, and I was just like instant good mood. I yeah, want to, I want to rewind a little bit because, like yourself, like I, I, I obviously apologize if I'm kind of putting words in your mouth here, but like music is one of my biggest coping mechanisms when things get a little bit manic or, you know, I'm feeling stressed, my headphones are in, like I, you know, I've got my go-to like songs and albums with you, obviously, cause we're from very different generations. Can you remember like the first song that you ever heard and was like, this is what I want to do with my career. Like that made you kind of feel something. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think the biggest one, which I've said in a couple of like um, uh, talk chats and interviews yeah. or whatever, is "Losing It" by Fisher. So oh, yeah. I think <laughs> I've just seen that in so many sets and so many of his like DJ sets, Creamfields and in Ibiza and Radio One, and just the reaction to the crowd. I felt yeah. also the urge to want to make a song that would instantly recognise because like. You get you get like I don't know a hundred thousand people over the UK from like 20, 20 to thirty years old, and you yeah. play them five seconds of that starting song. I guarantee you, most of them will know that that is losing it. Oh, and mate, if you literally, I remember we went to um went to Amsterdam in two thousand nineteen. We went to um Alro, and he was one of the headliners. And oh. literally, when he dropped that, it was like the ground had moved. It was like <laughs> I didn't know whether it's there was some a, kind of earthquake unreal. going on, or but it was just the everyone's reaction to the beginning of that song. It was just it, 
it's such a simple song it literally only consists of a couple of elements it's the drums it's the bass and it's that i'm losing it yeah everyone got to know it and so everyone loved it and you know it's just incredible so i think that's that's probably the one that made me think christ yeah Yeah. i want to do this (laughs) so yeah that that's yeah, it's just such has a, a great song. Has a song ever made you cry? Oh yeah, loads. Yeah, <laughs> not that I love that you cried, but like I love because yeah. it's like I can see like even just having this conversation. I love how because it's quite rare that I speak to people who get really involved with music, and like I can just tell like having this conversation with you now. Like I could sit here for hours having this conversation with you, <laughs> but I no, love how I, it kind I, of pulls on like the heartstrings and it takes you to that. Like you said earlier, like the escape part of it. Definitely. 100%. I mean, I have such a weird taste in music. So I love house, <laughs> love piano house. Um, I love deep house. So a lot of kind of spacey stuff. I yeah. can't stand drum and bass. Um, but with you on that. <laughs> 80s, 80s music. Um, I bloody love 80s music and 90s music. Yeah. Um, so I, my parents used to play it all the time in the car, but just love a good old 80s synth and a bit of Whitney Houston, Million Dollar Bill, Ugh. that sort of stuff. It's just, it's quality. And the songwriting back then is just unreal. Um, but I think one of the one of the ones that's probably made me cry would be Father Son, Peter Gabriel. You probably won't know, it, but it's, it's, have you heard it? It's I like, um, I know what, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to ask you to sing it, but like, I feel like I know what it is because I think it's quite that, it's one of those ones that you know and you know literally that of the emotion that's going to like oh no i think i'm thinking of dance with my father i think i'm thinking that's of martin that martin luther something like that but he uh, yeah no uh it's like a song which is like a son and the dad's died i i yeah. i don't play i've gone, gone through any of that but my granddad it was kind of heavily yeah. um associated with him and my mum and blah blah, blah and everything oh, all wow. of that so it's kind of, um, you know, you know, when you hear a song and it's emotionally yeah. attached, it, it makes you, it makes you emotional. But I think that's quite, um, that's the amazing thing about music that is so, uh, and a load of people, you like, when you, when you load people going, that's the amazing thing about music, people yeah. can go, oh, that's really cheesy, but it's so weirdly true. Like you can have a song that will make you cry yeah. in sadness, a song that will make you cry in happiness because you're being in the moment um and then a song that will make you like energize something will make you annoyed like there's so oh, many different yeah. emotions that come with it <laughs> yeah honestly i could sit and have this conversation all night with you literally <laughs> i on it's but I, I love it because it is exactly that and it's one of the reasons why i do what i do is because I love hearing what other people's make because it makes me feel like a little bit more normal that this is <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm very grateful. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you've mentioned some quite big names and quite big genres. If you know, that's what your go tos and stuff like that. Like, but who who inspires you? Like, where like would you draw like your influence from? Um, from like influence production styles like songwriting. Um. I think I admire Camel Fat a lot. That duo, yeah. they seem to be really nerdy and into it and like they really know what they're doing. And obviously that's because I I searched up what Mike is Mike, the other half. He's forty years old. And I never knew it. I thought he was like yeah. thirty. 
Hey, um, age is just a so number. They, exactly. You know, they exactly. Some of us they age be, like fine wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like what they've been doing it for so long. So obviously, like they've learned yeah. a load. Uh, but camel fat are a really big one. Um, I used to say Fisher, but I don't think he's an inspiration for production. I think more DJing. His yeah. energy doing sets is that's that my that's that's my like that's what I want to be. Um, not really production because he hasn't actually made load of songs. Yeah. Um, and they're all quite some of them all quite similar. Um, but they're all amazing songs. Um, so I think Camel Fat, Camel Fat are great. Um, yeah, they're they're probably the main big one. Have you ever seen Cole Cox DJ? Yeah. He honestly, I I kind of get hypnotized when I watch yeah. him DJ. Like I always go for this really weird phase. Like obviously last year was awkward because I'm normally at a festival or I'm out on holiday, like guaranteed. So last year was a big kind of shock for me to not have anything like that. So when all yeah. these, you know, like big weekend and like Radio One mm. and Ibiza was all over the TV. I was finding myself like like watching these sets, but like to a point of view where I was watching like their hand movements. I was watching like, yeah. I was, like oh my God. Like he was kind of I've like, analyzing. I've analyzed so many of those big weekend things. But mainly because I mainly because like, that's why I aim to be in a year's time next summer. Um, it was actually supposed to be this summer, but obviously I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, yeah. But I don't, we just, we just wait and see what happens really. And if I'm fortunate enough to get a position to go out there, um, which would be amazing, but it's probably oh, more likely to be that next, next summer. Um, but yeah, I know I've watched so many, like Idris Elba and Danny Howard have watched, yeah. watched the Camel Fat one. I've watched uh, Paul Wolford. Paul Wolford, actually, that was who I was trying to say. Paul Wolford, um, probably the big one of the biggest inspirations yeah. in production. His production styles, like this, anyone who can have a production style that is their sound. Yeah. So like John John Summit or Paul Wolford is that classic piano. You know, he did Looking for Me. Like, With Diplo um, and Kareen. Diplo and Kareen yeah. Kareen Lomax. Um, but yeah, she, she, he. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, his production style is amazing. Like with the hi hats, and then the really bass, the bass, and when as soon as you put a song on, it's from him. Anyone can probably you know. say, "Oh, that's probably Paul Wolford." Um, I'm so like him, that with him Mark Ronson. Like anything yeah. by Mark Ronson, like instantly, I can tell. It's just that it's old production style. It's new, if that makes sense. Yeah, like it's, it's a really weird way of describing it, but as well with them. Um, see i'm quite music when it comes to like geek like music i get quite geeky and it's like with like pharrell like you can always tell it's a pharrell song by like the oh, four yeah. count the four counts into it like every yeah. pharrell song that he's ever produced has literally got that the 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 bang yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah everyone has their everyone has their own um like john summit deep end um the drums is pretty much the same. Every drop of the drums is the same. Yeah. It's the kick and the snare and the hat, and it's all a and it's all like a melodic thing. And everyone, everyone could probably say, "Oh yeah, it's the drums of John Summit." So it's each to their own, really. Mate, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing off this conversation, and I'm so excited now that I actually have your number. So when you are in Ibiza, remember <laughs> 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 <Not> me. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So you you mentioned earlier about the whole singing side of things. 
is this something that you're going to kind of lean towards and incorporate into your own songs with like with your production yeah definitely i mean um uh i've i've i wrote i wrote, wrote a lot of dance kind of tracks but i also have a load of ideas for ballads and i've got a lot of wow. ballad songs um with my own voice in um and yeah i've got so many plans to to release those but i think the main important thing for me at the moment is to kind of gain a bit of a reputation on the whole dance music front and then oh, i yeah. can afford to then sneak in another genre because i don't want to be outgoing with two genres as if i'm like oh yeah look at me i can do two things yeah. i'd rather try and specialize <laughs> no and then, and then <laughs> exactly and, and then and then bring it and then bring it in um but yeah i've, I've spoke, been speaking to one person who's actually an influencer he yeah. is <laughs> as much as you hate it and he's not in dubai though so we like him. Oh, that's right. We were um, in Denver. And, and he doesn't like the people in Dubai. So that's all I'll say. But he's a big old, big old guy. Um, and he sings as well. And I've been speaking to him about maybe doing a couple of, maybe doing a track together. But he's, um, yeah, he's way up there. I'm down that's there. He's up there. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah you're no, on I your way up there. So you're, you're definitely, yeah, like, definitely I am. one to watch. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've, I would like to have confidence in myself. <laughs> um but yeah no i i definitely definitely plan to to have my voice in a couple of tracks um i love that yeah it's great it's good fun so is there any kind of you know what's the plans for once lockdown has kind of eased off a little bit and that end is in sight like what are you doing first what's, what's your plans i think um just get around i've, I've managed to thankfully build up an amazing array of contacts and yeah. people who are really respected, well respected in their field, um, who are now following me. And there's just it's there's a ridiculous amount of people that could literally at the click of a finger do something if I made a really good song or if I, yeah. um, you know, wow. did a really good set or whatever. So, and that's partly come out of luck as everything does uh, through having, you know, uh, partly because of having Chris, but also partly by having. Um, just hard, worked hard, and you know, yeah, if, definitely. I, if I ha if I hadn't have performed on that night that Chris has given me the chance, then people would have turned off and gone, right? Well, we give him a chance. He's yeah. fine. He's all right for his age. But I made sure that I, you know, did really well, and I tried to excel. Um, obviously, I screwed up quite a bit on the first set, but that was because I was absolutely breaking myself. Um, exactly. But yeah, I think just to. Uh, I've got a lot of quite a quite a few quite a lot of gigs lined up once when we're out of lockdown. Um, speaking to like a, a mini kind of a festival at the moment, yeah. two of them actually, which would be great. It's just all about maximising exposure, kind of, of course, and getting yeah. around, getting my name planted. And um, one of the big people who had been following me, Chris Stark, was on Radio One. That was only literally wow. about. That was only about. Um, I'd say five weeks ago he started following me because he came on the set. People started tagging him. Yeah. Um, Paul Robinson, the ex-Birmingham footballer, who, um, uh, he's a good. He's well, my brother goes to school with his yeah. little boy, and uh, he kind of knows him through the whole Watford thing. He tagged him and he came on. And he said like, "Ah, oh, is this the lad that's going to take my job or something?" <laughs> so he's got, he's got, he's got a good, he's got a good chat, but um. Yeah, I think the plan is just to keep on working hard and uh, to make the most of lockdown, make as much music as I can, get it to the, the highest standard that 
when we're out, um, I can just keep on doing doing what I do, and just completely go at it and go at it until another another opportunity comes, and then take that. I love it. It's yeah. like I can literally see like the determination, and I'm generally really excited. So I'm quite grateful that I got this opportunity to have a chat with you now, <laughs> <laughs> so that when you do eventually like like blow up in the way that you know with all the hard work that you're putting in and how consistent you've been with it all like you, you're going all the way to the top mate like hopefully I'm so excited to see what happens it's what a few people have said they're really excited i'm excited as well i i just hope it i just hope i just hope it, it it's all good news but um i'm sure that when we're out of lockdown i'll be able to make the most of it as well uh, like I, like i kind of have been with doing all these sets like every set is another band of people it's another 100 bunch of new followers or 400 followers or whatever it may be but it's it's every it's amazing, week it's, it's kind of exposed myself to more and more people which is great um, and it's, it's down yeah. to pure, pure talent like you said like you've put those hours and hours in Joey, as much as like you can say it's down to like the connections or look i don't i don't i mean i don't know obviously but like when i don't think it's like look it is genuinely down to you know your your passion your talent it's yeah it's it's great it's a bit it's a bit of both you know there's a bit of luck and obviously you're having the contacts but at the end of the day you know if i wasn't actually good at what i do then there's no point having the luck there's no point having the contacts you've got to put the work in before you um have access to these things um i already kind of knew that i would be able to get access to them but not to the amount that i've had yeah so um regardless i love doing what i what i did so i just carried on doing it and like if i hadn't have made a set just in case in case she had said in case she hadn't come back or in case she said yes then i don't know what i would have done i probably would have had to do on the spot but planning and planning but like before jotting some songs down was safer and you know what though but that that notepad with that note on will be that'll be in a photo frame one day so when you've got that's like your grammy can... or you know whatever else, <laughs> like I've that's how it. that's where it started i've kept it i've, I've, I've got my um thing up here which i got framed for christmas which is the two news art- newspaper articles that are written about me and then a t-shirt that i got when i was four which says yeah. future dj wow Who's written in the stars, mate? It's destiny. <laughs> and I framed it. Um, <laughs> keep brilliant. that there. Um, but yeah. So where where can people find you on social media? On Inst- obviously, not like. Yeah. <laughs> don't give out your address, <laughs> no. especially not to the people who listen to this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so if you go on Instagram, I'm, I'm uh, Max Tyler Official um i go on twitter a bit and i don't know what i am on twitter i i don't really i don't really go on twitter as much as i really should um so I'm mainly kind of use, <laughs> well i just don't really get it um i'm 17. <laughs> um, i'm i'm max t official on twitter and um yeah max tyler official on instagram you need to make sure um, you're getting this right i'll post the links anyway everyone who's listening to this because i am as a habit of telling people the wrong email addresses <laughs> oh, sorry so. <laughs> yeah. i think it was really late at night and i just popped that down and forgot the app it was like, like, 7 oh, p.m. 
<laughs> was it? No, I don't. I can't remember. I was. I probably wasn't even paying attention. My attention no, span God. at the minute is dreadful. Yeah, I realised that. I looked at it and I was like, "Oh God, I'm putting the F in now." Was, yeah, I've done it exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It was funny, mate. Honestly, thank you so much for joining me for a waffle. Like, I'm. I keep saying it because, and it's going to sound, start sounding really cringy now as if I'm fangirling, but I'm genuinely really excited. Yeah. And to have that kind of level of like nerdiness you have around music, like I massively respect that because I, I do the same. And it's, it's nice to have a conversation from someone from a completely different kind of generation to me who has that same kind of passion. So thank you yeah. for, your, for your time. Well, for thank me. you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been good fun. Hope everyone enjoys it. Oh, they will. They love it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my very special guest this week, the incredible Max Tyler. If you haven't already, make sure you check out his Instagram and all of his DJ sets. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.